Hello, and welcome to Crip Club, a show where four friends watch movies they've never seen from the Criterion Channel streaming service, and then talk about it to their heart's content. My name is Peter Allen Clark, and I'm joined by three of the finest film lovers in North America. I'm joined by Wizard Chris. Well, hello. Hello there, I'm joined by Corey. Hello, I'm Corey. And I'm delightfully joined by Angela. Howdy. Howdy to you as well. Well, you know, this week... We're feeling a little light and fluffy, bounding through the pastoral hillsides and verdant meadows of the English countryside with the 1978 animated film Watership Down. This surprisingly serious movie, based off the 1972 Richard Adams novel of the same name, follows a group of rabbits who leave their home, fleeing encroaching humans, in search of a peaceful place of their own. Their journey delivers them into intense danger, moments of character-defining choices, and many tragic allegories of the human condition. And so my question to you, Crit Club, is would you join Watership Downs Warren or would you head for greener pastures? <laughs> hmm. Yeah? Yeah, hmm. I like it. I like it. I'm going to go with... I'm, oh, oh, fuck you. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Corey first. I'm going to go with Corey first. Corey, right. what did you think of Watership Down? Uh, I will also say that this movie is in the Criterion Collection and it is number 748. Oh, and I'm breaking my own rule. I didn't say why I chose this. Oh, that's true. Why don't you start with that? Was, yeah, like I always ask everyone else mm-hmm. to. So, yeah. <clears throat> um, I, I chose this. I've never seen this movie uh, before, but I, I feel like I heard about it a lot. Like, I feel like a lot of people had deep uh, childhood reactions and emotions to this movie, but it just never was a part of my existence at all. Um, and then once I heard about it, I did... Uh, and then I, I read a Richard Adams novel. I read Shardick which is about a bear, which is just such a fascinatingly interesting book uh, that I could talk about, that I probably will talk about sometime. And then I did try to read Watership Down, and I kind of fell off it pretty quickly. It felt a little boring. Whatever. So, whatever. Animated films. <laughs> I wanted to see it. This is the reason why I picked it. Corey, what did you think of Watership Down? Well, I mean, we all know that uh, no one has seen the movie until now. Uh, yes. Has anyone read the book? I have not read the book. I have Angel not read is, the book. Angel's raising her hand. I read the book multiple times when I was a youngster. Oh. And, That's good to know. Um, yeah, there's pro- like uh, either I was a crazy, insane child, or um, whatever happened in that movie did not happen in the book. I vastly prefer the book. There we go. Okay. Interesting. I would say that's probably a not uncommon uh, criticism of movie adaptations. <laughs> Most people didn't like the book. Um, you know, I will say about this movie that I enjoyed watching it more than I enjoyed it. It was a fun watch, uh, but then as I finished watching it, I was kind of like, I didn't like it very much. Um, just kind of like as a movie, uh, as a story, like um, like you said, I think this, um, I even read one critic who um, was talking about this in a retrospective, saying that it traumatized an entire generation of kids. I could totally see that. If I saw this as a little kid or my parents put this on thinking it was a little fluffy movie or movie about fluffy bunnies, uh, there's just, it's not for kids. It's not a kid's movie. Um, my, my wife, Frida, asked, who is this movie for? And I think that's a, that's a good question that we should probably all answer at some yeah, point. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I, uh, so I, I think that I, my expectation for this was that it was going to be a movie about the encroachment. It was going to be having an environmental message, and it was going to be about the encroachment of mankind on 
animal habitats. Like, I thought that that's what that movie was going to be. That's what I thought it was going to be my entire life. <laughs> yeah, and they kind of hint to that at the very beginning. At yeah, the very that, beginning. That's they, like, like the yeah. inciting incident of the movie. Like, that's kind of what gets the plot going. But mm-hmm. then the plot is a bunch of dude bunnies trying to get laid. Uh, and it was Those like bunnies, man. disappointing. That, wow, that's an interesting. They gotta it was like have disappointing. Um, the I was hoping that like the main conflict was going to like come from them interacting with humans and stuff, but it seems like most of the like conflict was them running into like fascist bunnies and trying to get the girl bunnies away from the fascist bunnies and stuff. So, I, th- and that's partly me. That's me going into this with a certain amount of expectations. Um, and having those expectations, I guess, somewhat disappointed. But, you know, at the end of the day, I still don't think, like, the characters were necessarily as defined as they could have been. I think that the, like, you have, like, Fiverr, who's just, like, this, like, crazy fever dream of a person. Cassandra Bunny. Yeah, and then you have, like, Bigwig. Piglet. Who probably has the most, like, second most, like, character or whatever development in it. But then after that, there's a big fall off. I mean, even Hazel doesn't have much character in it. And so I didn't really, like, care about the bunnies. And I thought that I should be caring about the bunnies because they're bunnies. Um, And it was just weird and bizarre. And the animation was pretty janky. And I don't know. Well, okay, wizard. I'm going to save Angela for last since she's got the most uh, uh, experience with the IP. Wizard, (laughs) what uh, what did you think of um yeah yeah uh watership down was an interesting watch i'm a huge fan of animation and i remember i i really love this time in like the mid 70s to like early 80s where um where you know disney is kind of on the wane and there are other people like trying to like try their hand at like animation i was talking to my partner earlier today and i was like one thing that i liked about it um and that i like about animation for adults in general especially from this period is that you have this like house style that is established by the walt disney company um and then every once in a while something else will like break through and you'll be like oh like if other people animated films this is what that would look like it's why even though you know it's intensely problematic and i'm sure we could have a long talk about that like i like the work of uh, of ralph bakshi i do not like his lord of the rings adaptations but like wizards is an amazing movie um uh uh this movie this movie (laughs) i liked but i have to agree with Corey that i liked watching it and then afterwards i was kind of like oh did i really enjoy that all that much um i didn't have i didn't expect the environmental like angle to be tackled all that much because um i'm sort of vaguely familiar with watership down and i understand that it's like a you know, it's like rabbit mythology, and it's about like rabbit culture, such as it is. And so, I didn't expect them to have much interaction with humans because I kind of figured this would be a, a movie about rabbits dealing with rabbit stuff. And right from the beginning, like we get the rabbit creation myth, which I absolutely loved. I thought that was such yeah, a cool, uh, such a cool moment. Um, and I like that it was a through line throughout that they had their own like mythology and culture. Yeah, and stuff. that was cool. Their yeah. language yeah. is cool, like. Um, fascist rabbits were cool uh yeah like overall it was a good movie and i had a good time watching it but uh, at the end of it i was just kind of like okay that was a movie about about rabbits um you know i enjoyed i agree that like characters were a little broadly drawn and there wasn't you know too much differentiation uh, i could always recognize john hurt in a movie so i was like oh there's john hurt doing some stuff <laughs> yeah. all raspy yeah. and british um 
yeah, I think there's actually there's quite a bit to talk about. Um, but you know, overall, I'd say that you know I had a good time watching it. It uh, tickled my animation bone, and uh, and I'd be curious to see what uh, what we took away from it. And let's go with Angela. Angela, IP master. Mm. So IP my freely. oh IP freely boy howdy. Um, this film. I read the book as a kid and it, it, the book was for me much more interesting because as a child you're reading it and it is fluffy bunnies who are essentially trapped and the cute boy bunnies who, is, who free them uh, and then fight weird um, angry bunnies. And like it's I have to say reading it as a kid was a lot more fun than watching it as a movie. Uh, the animation is just okay. I absolutely hate the music in this movie. It is terrible. Ooh, Art Garfunkel, it, no. Yeah, Art Garfunkel's bright eyes. It is so bad. Um, it took me out of the film the whole time. Um, wow. Um, I would call this film the secret of Nim's messy cousin. Um, because <laughs> if proto proto Nim, yeah, this is proto Nim. I like if at least I could follow the story in the secret of Nim. At least like I had a really clear grasp of the threat, whereas I did not really understand all of the factions and the characters. Um, and the thing that was the biggest shock to me was that like as a kid when I was reading about Hazel, I thought Hazel was a girl bunny, and yeah. so that just messed up everything for me in my head about what this story was about. And I was just like. The, any of the times where the animation became interesting to me was when the story kind of fell apart a little bit. Like when they reach one of the other Warrens and they're underground in this other Warren, the background animation becomes more interesting to look at. But then like it just none of it kind of really came together. Um, meh. Uh, it was it was just OK. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I understand I why really it traumatized thing. people. Sorry, I didn't mean to jump in, but I also just really liked the background pan-painted like type stuff. I thought that was... Mm -hmm. A lot of the backgrounds were really cool looking. Like, the backgrounds are yeah. great, but the actual animation was just... I mean, do you... It, it It's just a lot of really angry bunnies. Uh, and, like, if I'm going to go with an angry bunny, I'm going to watch Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Like, this is really... <laughs> it's roughly like, the same I'm amount go of, with like, throat gouging in both movies, though. I found uh, I found the rabbit combat to be intensely entertaining in this movie. Lots of hard mm. kicks and throat tearing. Mm. <laughs> well, I guess I'm going to be the only one who liked it a little bit. Um, <laughs> you can like fine. it more than that, Peter. <laughs> no, um, no, I didn't. I didn't love it necessarily, uh, but I, but I think I was uh, I wasn't prepared for how serious it was. <clears throat> I, uh, I I wasn't prepared for how. Um, uh, how how good I thought the pacing was. Uh, I wasn't prepared for it to being such a good. It's it's my type of adventure story. Um, my favorite of the Chronicles of Narnia books is um, Voyager of the Voyage of the Dawn Treaders. Dawn Treader, uh, which yeah, yeah, hell yeah. It, like I I'm a real big sucker for every adventure story. I, I honestly like the, the Odyssey of just <laughs> going from from situation to situation to situation and just the through line for me of them looking for home. This movie, wait, this movie was the Odyssey. Oh, that's just getting into my head right there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh okay. Yeah. This movie was just the Odyssey <clears throat> of just searching for a home. Uh, everything's the Odyssey. But, uh, um, and bouncing from, from danger to danger, situation to situation, I felt like it was very propulsive in its plotting. Uh, and I honestly was pretty captivated by it in a lot of ways. Um, I, 
I guess I just didn't wasn't prepared for how serious it was. Um, and it definitely had a lot of that. What I loved about Shardick, the movie about the uh, the book about the bear, the Richard Adams book about the bear, was the deep, deep backstory, world building, mythology in it. And that's what I loved kind of most about this was even though they didn't go into it, it was very clear that these rabbits had their own system of beliefs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it really nailed that and stuck that like context without sort of pointing big neon signs at it. Um, and I like how it's like also, introduced with its own animation that looks all yeah. like crazy and kaleidoscopic. And then all of a sudden, just all the bunnies start getting picked off. <laughs> just like, oh, <laughs> oh it's so good. No, there are some moments in this that were so graphic uh, that I would like. I want to. I want to have that conversation about who's this for. But let me finish my thoughts. Uh, uh, because I because I also kind of liked the animation. I also I'm with Chris of like I love this this weird mid seventies uh, experimental animation stuff. I love the backgrounds. I thought they were gorgeous. Um, and I and while I don't think it was maybe technically proficient, a lot of the actual animation, I felt like it was very charming and personable. Um, it's, it wasn't, it's never going to, it's not going to hold a candle to my beloved Rankin and Bass, um, because <laughs> nothing will ever hold a candle to the beloved Rankin and Bass, Rankin, Rankin Bass, Rankin, Rankin Bass, Rankin Bass, hyphen. Sure. Um, <clears throat> but, um, but like, it, but it, it kept conjuring up just like those warm, fuzzy feelings of what I think about when I'm thinking about like the Hobbit or, or whatever, um, or the, uh, the last unicorn, uh. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I really, I think I, I agree that, that, you know, I don't know. I thought the characters were actually, I, I didn't expect anything more from the characters. I knew what was going on. They are bunnies, uh, to be were, fair. Yeah. No, I, th- I <laughs> well, felt like, uh, they're bunnies, and I didn't... but they have very advanced societies and they're extraordinarily hierarchical and like they can use boats and like, I don't know. <laughs> but like, in, but like it's ingenuity that the, the, one of them figures out how to use boats and like that is even hinted at at the very beginning when it's the uh black barrier or whatever has the idea to push them on the plank right. of wood and mm-hmm. they even say you know whatever they even say in the script we should remember that we can yes. do that <laughs> <laughs> but but like no I, I i i was surprisingly i was surprisingly charmed by this movie in a way that i didn't i didn't love it but i, I was i honestly was surprised charmed by a lot of it and i want to talk about what this movie is in England, because I think its Englishness mm-hmm. is an enormous part of it. Um, but no, I uh, okay. That I'll I'll be that dude who likes Watership Down. No, I I um, was charmed by it too. I mean, I I, I was, yeah. and that's why I said I enjoyed watching it. Like because sure. I was I was enjoying the charm of it, and mm-hmm. and also enjoying just the 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 strangeness and the oddness of it. Um, yeah, it certainly. I, I knew that it well, was going to be dark. Let's get into it. What were some of the strangeness? Yeah, what are some? Let's get into the darkness and what. Yeah. And what the I mean, I knew it was going to be dark and strange, but like, I, whenever it, it happened and appeared on screen, I was just like, "Oh, they're they're doing this. They are showing this bunny that is snared in this trap, and he is yeah. just bleeding oh, from his mouth." Oh my god! <laughs> so good. Yeah, um, they were not a, not afraid to hold back on that stuff. Um, well, let me ask you about that, uh, Angela. What, your memories of the book uh, are your memory was. I mean, the book is long. The book's like 450 pages. Mm. Like, it is it is an adult book. <laughs> like, I would, I, I mean, I, I don't know if it was or not. I didn't. I mean, it, I but. remember the, the snared bunny being in there and being sad that the bunny died. Um, mm-hmm. um, and But it didn't seem gr- as graphic as what was displayed in the film. Um, yeah. And for me, like, the thing that is just crazy about it is that you think about other things in British culture and literature that are like, anthropomorphic bunnies you think of Beatrix Potter right 
And so this is sort of like Beatrix Potter's fascist, um, crazy uh, family down the road or something. It just seems like a total response to like an old kind of England that I'm not really clued into at this point anymore. It feel it feels like, you know, a scary story for boomers. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. That's just where I'm at on it. Well, what's the, all right, let's go, then let's get into that question. Who is this for? Um, oh, wait, but before you do that, I, I did have, oh, like, no, one no, other, no, like, part. scary part that, like, really stuck oh, in yeah. my head. When they were uh, burying the rabbits in their own burrows, and then there were just, like, these floating heads, like, floating, like, oh. through, like, and it was just, like, it was, when they, it was kind of, When they like, gassed the rabbits, or. Yeah, it was this terrifying hallucination. No, that's the of, most of, night. Yeah. No, I think I think what Chris is talking about a different one because that's like, um, are you talking about at the end, Corey, when they were they're, they're plotting their, or are you talking about like when like, it, I think Hazel's when, old Warren, yeah, like, the old Warren, like when it's they, when, it's yes. when they yeah. bury the old Warren and they bury the bunnies and stuff, and it's just this like mm-hmm. scary animation of these like he- heads of rabbits <laughs> floating through the burrows and then getting y'all squished and suffocated. See, and for me, it was. It was yeah that like all of them trying to exit out of that like getting bottlenecked yeah, out yeah, of yeah. one hole. That's I that, mean that is that sequence that's terrifying. Dark. That was terrifying mm-hmm. as an adult. That mm-hmm. would have fucked me up as a kid. <laughs> um, well, who was this for then? I mean, like Angela, you like you, uh, uh, is it was it that different? I mean, like it seems like this would be more child based because it's because of its animation. I mean, I. I I don't want to step on your answer there, Angel, but I, 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 I don't think this was for kids. I mean, I think this was for adults. Like, when the when the seagull, who was, uh, by the way, this is the last acting role of Zero Mustel. Nice. Um, when the seagull comes on the screen, like, one of his first lines is, piss off. Like, yeah. That's true. I don't know. But, but, but I would say, I would argue that the seagull is... The seagull felt like the worst character in the entire thing. <laughs> yeah. Because it, that, like, that felt like... Oh my! This is the darkest shit I've ever read. We need to put something in yep. there for the kids. That's what I put and in my like, notes. Have I'm a like, loud is character. this comic comedic relief? Question mark. Yes, <laughs> it's very like yeah. That felt like very bad comedic relief, and that was like my lowest part of the movie. Is like when I guess I was supposed to think the seagull was funny, and I really didn't. Yeah, I think like it's. I think the seagull's supposed to be funny, but I think like more than anything, the seagull is supposed to be like 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 much much different from the rabbits. Um, like Seagull's got his own culture, like you know he's got his loud, shouty bird culture where they're always like circling overhead and yelling at each other. Um, and you know he just has this like you know he only speaks a little bit of rabbit. Um, so all of his all of his like characterization is very broad and very like um, very yeah I, some comic relief but uh, more so just kind of like oh look how look how incredibly different birds are from rabbits rabbits in their like their like gentle englishness or something like that um angela did you want to did you want to suggest who this movie who this movie was for because i have some thoughts about this but i i don't want to uh i don't want to jump in no no you go first because like i still am asking myself that question um, but, but there's something about not necessarily the question, but the answer that makes me feel angry. Like I'm <laughs> well, angry. I'm, I just want to say it was a hit. It, like yeah. I know many yep. people that this is a part of their childhood. Mm-hmm. And it yeah, certainly made a no. lot of money, and it is a it is a cultural classic. classic. Yeah, I, I think that we're all getting I think we're all getting somewhat tripped up by the fact that it's a it's an animal story, and I think like mm-hmm. especially in North America, we are 100 percent geared to the idea of animal stories as 
being for children and animation like likewise being for children um and i don't think like this is this is one of those movies that's for everybody you know like there's something there are some things that children can get out of it but like what we're really what we're really experiencing here is kind of like a fable um a fantasy if you will um we'll talk about it later and i don't want to I don't want to spend too much time on it now, but like I watched this after watching Dune and there's a lot of like, (laughs) perhaps you've heard of it. Um, (laughs) There's a lot, you know, that like sort of quest narrative that sort of like heroes set out and are changed by their experiences kind of thing. Like all of that is in Watership Down and, you know, we're talking about the Odyssey and, uh, and the, the, um, the Aeneid is another like piece of classical literature where like people are looking for home and then they find home, but then they have to defend home because there's bad guys there. Um, you know, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's just a, it's a story for, for everybody. And yeah, there's an awful lot of like throat gouging and like the, like wildness to it, um, to give it that kind of like nature is like a hard and rough, rough place to be. Um, but I mean, it all fits like it all, you yeah. know, I never felt pandered to. There were no like, you know, like yeah, Joss sure. Whedon, like quippy side moments where you're like, oh, except for the seagull to me. That was the seagull yeah. was the one inclusion where I was like, this is an attempt to be like of any mass appeal. Like, uh-huh. this felt, uh, yeah, I don't know. He's, he's the one that they're going to make the plushies out of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jar Jar. Yeah. Um, I also think this is a movie that that's like made in the era before everything gets focus grouped to death. Um, this is when, you know, artists could, you know, propose something and have it greenlit and have a major studio do it. And, you know, I, I, I was saying the the animation's janky and stuff, but I, I believe this is this director's, like, first animated feature, which has to be a pretty big undertaking. Like, if you're going to be creating, like, a, you know, animated movie from the ground up or whatever. So, yeah. Can't, can't, good attempt, I think. Angela, what about the what about the answer of who is this for makes you angry? If you've landed on that, I don't want to push you know, it if you haven't. I'm I'm freak. I'm just angry because I feel like the world has been aware of all of the stuff that is leading us to the the death of our planet, um, to not having enough water, to already at this point not building enough housing. Um, that I'm just gen like I have unresolved anger at the previous generations. And my own generation that we seem incapable of of trying to address these problems. And I feel like this movie, it just shows like that that these reactions are actually nature, right? Like we are set out, we are eventually going to have to fight each other tooth and nail at the throat um, f- to survive. And I, I don't I don't know if it's just because I also watched uh, Only Lovers Left Alive this week. Um <laughs> But uh, it just, I'm, I'm just left with, like, a sense of disenchantment and, um, like, how can the generation that wrote this book um, not be able to take it to the next level where they're actually able to, to do something? You know, because there's all this fascism, there's all this, this stuff, and yeah, we live in a time where people like even argue over wearing a mask and and wearing vaccines and maybe that's this is not necessarily a cinematic discussion um it's more of a sociological or societal question but um i don't know just something about 
who is this for? I think it's for everyone. Like, um, I don't actually, I don't think it's for everyone. I would not show this to my kids. They wouldn't get it. I think actually that's the thing that makes me angry about it is that, um, that people older than us, previous generations thought that this stuff was okay for children um, <laughs> and thought that we were old enough to handle that stuff. Um, but I, I, I think that if anything, it just shows the childishness of the previous generations that they never grew out of. Okay, so I want to get, I'm going to pivot this conversation then into what I talked about in the opening about it being a lot of allegories of human, the human condition. And my, I mean, my, my sort of counter to that is, is I think this book isn't about necessarily, you know, ecological devastation, but is rather about the terrible ways in which humans treat each other in the myriad ways that they do. My personal, and I want to talk about it as a separate part, my personal favorite part of the movie was the cow slip part and the weird Warren that felt, that was trapped. Like, there was something so incredibly perfectly creepy about that moment. Whatever. But to me, this movie is about just how terrible people treat each other. Um, and I, I, I think my counter to what you said, Angela, is, is that the heroes of this movie are the people trying to to live free, they say it a bunch of times, trying to live free, they're, they're trying to rescue the does, even though they're, you know, just getting late, whatever, you know, but like, they're, they're fighting against the fascism, and of course, you know, maybe a, they're fighting it with aggression, they're fighting it with fighting, uh, so I'm not defending that necessarily, but I will say at least the story and the narrative of it puts those characters as the heroes of it uh, against these terrible ways in which these rabbits are treating each other vis-a-vis -vis humans treat each other. It is interesting, though, in the movie that there's some point where I forget which rabbit it is, is, is like they're they're having a parlay and they're trying to convince the general come to terms, come to terms. Mm -hmm. like let's all come yeah. together. And 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 the general's like, no, just hard no. Um, and I, it's just interesting to me that I feel like that's exactly where. Um, the United States is right now with a whole lot of things like there is just no way that there will be a, a coming together um, and yeah it's it's oof it's gonna hurt so we gotta go but... chew a leash off a dog and right <laughs> have him attack <laughs> you gotta give it to uh, you gotta give it to General Woundworth though I really enjoyed uh, as antagonists go like oh. Really, really good, good bad guy. Like at the end, like he's facing his own death, and everybody's run away, and he's like, "What? Dogs aren't that dangerous," and just like charges <laughs> into certain death. I'm like, "Good, good on you, Woundwort. Good on you." Well, like, I feel like you can see all of that characterization of like that whole cult of those, or that whole fascism, whatever, of like marking the marking uh, bigwig. Mm -hmm. And also, you know, that enormously creepy, but felt super real way of saying, of course, you'll have your choice of does. <laughs> That's what being an officer's for. Like, yeah. this is not a kid's movie at all. <laughs> <But> <laughs> what are they going to do to the does, mommy? Right. <laughs> Sorry, Corey, I interrupted you. Oh, no, I was just going to say, just the, it was another instance the, the music really stuck out to me is when the dog comes running and attacking all of the, you know, fascist money. The, the music's just like this triumphant swell of like, like we're so happy these bunnies are getting eaten. It's just, I don't know. This dog kills funny. fascists. We respect <laughs> that. <laughs> I wish we had episode titles because that would be the episode <laughs> yeah. title oh, of this. 
fashion. It's so funny because the music was so inoffensive to me. Every once in a while, I might think like, oh, that was a nice thing, but I, I never noticed the that music. That Bright Eyes song, though, like when the lyrics started the, being sung and oh, stuff, dude. it just like, it was very... The Garfunkel like, was out of place. Yeah, I was like, what's going on here? <laughs> you need some Simon, buddy. Yeah, yeah, that's, well, they balance each other, you know? That song was there, a hit, though, on anybody, its own right. Um, I don't know. I feel like the music didn't add to the, like, to the tone, right? It was like actually juxtaposed, direct, diametrically opposed to it. Like it's all this happy naturey music, but the reality is that what's going on here is the the dark, horrible side of of nature. And I would have preferred music that height, heightened the the fear, the the um, strangeness. I think that for me, I would have found the movie so much easier to watch. Um, I just really. Mm all of that happy nature sound like it, it just yeah. it seemed like a lie it was I'm, a lie a good... i'm kind of i'm kind of liking the like that that the more i think about it the more i'm like well i did actually you know the like the like floaty pastoral sounds of nature like is this like that is that's what we see as human beings and it's set setting like the backdrop it's setting the tone for this like brutal like endemic warfare between <laughs> rabbit warrens i'm like ah, you know dog I mean, ripping up dog, oh my god so many dead rabbits um yeah i you know i the the music kind of does like you know it does nail a certain yeah it provides us like an expectation of what we're going to watch a vision of nature um but we all we all know that nature isn't really like that there's more like dogs shaking the life out of rabbits than there is like floaty natural beauty moments like in in nature but give me the radio head cut. That's what I want. I want the God. radio head cut of this movie. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> um, I, I just, that. I want to make, t- so I, to return, I think a little bit to the allegories of human nature, I want to talk about cowslip if I can. Uh, because I, there was something so like, and I think this is, I, honestly, when I think of it, when I, when I will think about this movie, I will think about the cowslip scene. Uh, because I think that's where I think it really triumphed for me as a, as an experience, because, um, I think the story that, that Richard Adams probably wrote because for listeners or for whatever. So this is where, um, they go to, they meet another rabbit and there's a warren and they've got all these warrens and open warrens and it all looks great and they can go to it. Um, but something feels really off and then they go so like and free these food. kind of rabbits yeah. are yeah free <laughs> yeah. food and the rabbits are hiding and you find out basically that it's basically a uh, a, a farmer keeps rabbits there and in order to lure and snare them for his for for their dinner um and and while like while I, I i absolutely love i honestly very much love like the characterization of that within the narrative itself and i'm sure that's all in richard's adams saying that's very it's a very uh, layered and complex human sort of way of treating each other there's something about the animation of this there's something about the character design of this cowslip rabbit and like the animating of it that mm-hmm. felt very unnatural and like left me feeling distrustful of yeah the character i don't know they're, they're i, I, I like love it like or something they're just like yeah, yeah. and there was like that like the character like so much about it was like i i think i i felt that on i felt that scene on such an emotional reaction that um that i i don't know maybe it's just like that it's dominating so many of my other thoughts about this movie because i'm like wow what a what a great expression of not only the book itself and what was but also like visualizing that um yeah all right I'm done with that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody else no, has any creepy. thoughts or any of the... Deeply creepy. Yeah, anybody... 
Um, were there any other thoughts around uh, the allegories of human cruelty, human? Uh... Well, it's where I got hung up on it the most. So, like mm. when I got finished Tell watching it, I was, uh, I was like, "What is the message of this movie?" Um, and I could probably think a lot harder about it and come up with something, but like I just got so hung up on the oddness of the plot of them like really it's about them trying to find does and stuff and then like that's that's the they're main trying to find home do what they're trying to find a well, home they found a they home. didn't leave to find women they didn't yeah, they leave found a to home find at, women. like the end of act one or whatever and then they're realizing oh wait we don't have anyone to sleep with <laughs> so the rest of the movie is about that um they, it was a lot later than that i, I feel like it was like two-thirds of the movie was finding home okay I could be, yeah, sorry. It was just an odd turn, and and it was also when I realized like, oh, it was just a bunch of dudes that left, like, and I I guess I don't know. Well, um, they did. the first rabbit that killed is the only like, doe. Like, yeah. Did they did they hypothetically have any partners back at their original Warren that they just like walked out on? Like, well, they they did leave with one doe, which was probably going to get weird by the time they get to Watership <laughs> Down, but violet the doe is taken by like a hawk or something like that yeah yeah, that, yeah. that's right you're right 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 and you're like oh is that it was so funny because i was also like i guess this is as violent as this movie's gonna get <laughs> and i was very wrong oh. sorry Corey, go ahead. no that's it i mean i'm just like trying to figure out what the message of this movie is um i'm not sure if i have a is it not i mean like uh, did i miss that maybe i missed it i because i because to me it was more about rescuing trapped rabbits in the name of freedom rather than like finding mates for themselves i may have missed that completely though but that was like why i thought they returned to the farm well yeah and they, well that why they got, got them out of cages and why they went to um rescue them from the fascist rabbits however i don't think they would have rescued them had they not been does Sure. Like, I don't think their motivation for going to rescue them was purely a, altruistic. Yeah. I think they were looking for, you know, mates. Um, I thought the boners were well animated, though. <laughs> no, but speaking of, one of the, uh, in the uh, opening uh, animation that's a very different style, uh, it's definitely noticeable how well-shaped the buttocks are. Like, in those, like, cartoony things. I was like, man, they are really, they are really taking some time to draw all the, these well-shaped buttocks <laughs> in this opening animation. Thick rabbits. <laughs> So thick. <laughs> T-H-I-C-C, baby. That was the first I was watching with point to that. And I'm like, oh, yes, you're right. That is some nice butts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wonder who that could have been. <laughs> well, I mean, none of us are British. Um, and so I, like, and so I don't, I don't have as much, I should have done more research about this, but it was a busy day. Uh, but I, but I, 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 I feel like that this is just one of those items of British life, and I wish I had more knowledge about what this means to England. It's such an English property. Not only the book, but the movie feels so enormously stacked with old, amazing British actors, and there's there's a, a reverence about it. Um, uh, as, as some of you know, I took, a, I took a, a whole university class, a whole college course in J.R.R. Tolkien, um, <laughs> So ask me any Tolkien questions, but, but it remind but so, um, this reminded me of what I got from that class in understanding Tolkien's impetus to create Lord of the Rings and the Middle Earth mythology of using England as the touchstone, the foundation upon which to build, um, 
his church mm-hmm. uh, or, you know, this, this reverence towards it. Um, Definitely. Uh, like the, this. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Like the state, no, like the stage to put, to pit, like, you know, to, to, to put these the actors on. Um, and I don't know, I guess I don't have much to say or even any questions about it, but like, it makes me think of this. It makes me think of like another, like famous, uh, animal sort of draw, uh, movie from the sixties called Kez. Um, what is I that? don't know. I don't have anything else to what do. What have we watched about? Cause you know what else we watched? All right, here we go. Here's my question. You know what else we watched? I think that came out this exact year that was English was uh, Jubilee. Oh, hell. I was going to yeah. say, like, I, I, feel about, I feel about how I felt about Jubilee as I do about this. I think I'm probably going to rate them the same. Um, yeah, go into that. Like, what do you, what do you, what, what, what? Oh, just on a certain level of enjoyment it? of it, which, okay. which wasn't like, I didn't hate either of those. Uh, I just didn't particularly love them. Um, and I mean, like, there's a lot of dissolution yeah. about both of them, right? Sorry, go ahead. No, no. Well, you're, you're, you're quite right, Peter. There's like a, there's like a, you know, Jubilee plays into this like disillusionment um, with England in general. Um, this like, you know, that like, that like that like no future vibe that is both mm-hmm. satirized and also like very much embraced in uh in in jubilee this is like you know like tolkien like i'm sure like a number of english writers any literally any any like british like property that's made it over the over the pond there's like a certain reverence for like the countryside like the rolling hills of england seems to figure very importantly into english life um english people just like London notwithstanding don't seem to do well in cities I guess <laughs> um and so you know there is like not unlike not unlike you know Sam and Frodo other important countryside characters like these are characters who are trying to find like their place in in those rolling hills and like set up a nice pl- a nice spot where they can brew some some rabbit beer and like live out their live out their existence as god intended the rabbit god is what is his name elahira or uh, fritz there's also fritz, fritz. Or, oh that's right or uh elahira was like the proto original rabbit or something like that something yes like that. oh the rabbit prince that's right the the shifty rabbit prince who who gets Love cursed him. with all the rabbit gifts I, I, yeah because for having too much to get a disillusionment vibe from this uh i Not mean they didn't they didn't leave people are their, terrible i did i definitely did like i mean like they found Warren because they were disillusioned they left because it was like being encroached upon and it was getting destroyed like the disillusionment i'm talking about with disillusionment is is how everybody's going to be fucking terrible and dangerous everywhere. Uh, and how, you know, the only ones they can trust that like it, you know, there's, there's, there's hope, but only in the community that they form, but like danger is everywhere. Uh, and I like, so, I mean, they don't find, they don't run into any other people who are nice to them, uh, except for the ones that they set free, you know, is kind of the way. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so like, that's what I mean with disillusionment is that there's no, like, is that is that it's all people are going to be terrible to each other and so like uh, they have to be the best they can I don't know there's there's a really cynical worldview about about this story uh, and like the struggle the main characters are it the you know you even see Hazel who we've not talked about enough as, mm. at all so I guess it really wasn't a very good character but like the main <laughs> you, you even see Hazel telling people of his tightly formed community not to be even worse to these other rabbits like the the struggle is to not uh you know like so many other stories the struggle is to not uh sink to the other to the world's level 
Well, and yeah, and I guess like I don't know. I don't think Hazel was that great of a protagonist. Like I, he barely had any like defining man... features, and then at the end he just drops dead. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was he was brave, and he yeah. was and he. I actually liked Hazel as a character, honestly. Um, I think he uh, uh, was brave and was the one who showed confidence and trust uh, and stuck by loyalty. It's like these are like, these 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 English. Hmm. Traits of loyalty and and rewarding people. That was a, quite a good. That was Duty quite a good idea. and altruism. Duty. We Service. we found those women back there, and they were chained up, and we need to mate with them immediately. <laughs> this is a very British movie. Hmm. Everyone it's sucks. Everyone movie. sucks except for the people who are from where we're from. We need to save women <laughs> and yes. um, and slay rabbits that are darker than us. We should probably not break that down too much. <laughs> right. Um, no, go ahead, Angela, please. Oh, no, I was just going to say that uh, this movie is to Britain what that Canadian movie we saw, that wizard picked is to Canada. Oh, great. Oh, uh, the 20th century? century? Oh, I don't know about that. I don't know if it could ever be... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if it could ever be what the 20th century is to me, at least. Um, not not all Canadians. My dad watched it, and he just oh, gave no. me a head shake. He was like, nope. That's right. <laughs> Didn't get it. It's like, fair enough. <laughs> oh, that makes me so happy. Ah, that's funny. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm taking it a step too far by saying disillusionment with whatever. I think there's just, I think there's a very... I, I say cynical. They would say very realist worldview. Yeah, like pessimistic pessimistic world, world, yeah. yeah. Pessimistic worldview, I would say. Sure. Um, boy, okay. Um, good. I'm glad I got some mileage out of talking about England because I, I really, that, that's shit like that I would read a book about. Uh, so I had a question. Um, did, yeah. who knew what Watership Down meant before they like Googled it this week? I read the book and uh, I didn't oh, even I know, okay. honestly. I mean, I when I was reading well, it, it's maybe like don't. third or fourth grade. It's not even mentioned in is that the, the name of there? or anything. I mean, where is it? I didn't Google it. It's the of name course. of the hill that they oh, that right. their warren is, and it's a real. It's oh, a real like a, it's hill a down in Hampshire. It's a down yeah, in Hampshire. Yeah, they've got the best names for things. Mm-hmm. It's doesn't that sound folksy? Like we know we must get to Watership Down. It's very Watership Down. That is a that is not about a submarine. Well, I was writing my intro for this, and like there are all these just great English words that they use, like uh, heath. The word heath, H E A T H. Like I was like, oh, I gotta put. I love that fucking word, but no one's gonna use know what that. No, no Americans, Canadians <laughs> are gonna know what that word means. Um, okay, my last question then, because uh, it seems like we're wrapping up on a little bit on things to talk about, but I could be wrong. My personal last question is: I want to talk about where this movie sits in the the canon of animated films uh i'm cheating a little bit as i'm looking at lists of 70s <laughs> animated classics um but i'm curious about like where this fits into your all's understanding appreciation of animation or doesn't or takes away from animation uh of 70s 80s i think there should be more adult themed animation um like this th- or I mean, I would, would, you I would hope put this it would in be the slightly thing? better than this, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, in the same vein as this, um, mm-hmm. I, and I do like 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 Wizard was talking. I think there was a um, a, a bit of a, a, a you know a, a proliferation of adult themed animation in the you know seventies and eighties, and uh, perhaps that exists like in, in more internet type forms now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, as far as big mainstream movies coming out in theaters or whatever that are animated and strictly for adults, 
Um, I mean, I think that a lot of the you know big mainstream animation movies that come out now are are uh, quite skilled at towing the line of being like for everybody, being for adults and being for kids and stuff. But uh, I don't know. I, I think we could probably stand to have some more adult themed animation movies. It's frustrating to live in a time where every movie is endeavoring so hard to be for everybody. Mm -hmm. um, because yeah, you miss out on chances like this where you have this like very cute and cuddly animation style um, at times cute and cuddly other times like deeply like dark and sinister. Um, and like this movie this movie does like present some problems if you were to take a kid to see it um i was just looking that there was some there were some issues with the uh with the poster in the united states um because the poster originally depicts bigwig caught in a snare and like you really see him it's like so caught dark. in the snare um what a good choice and then the american one it's more done in silhouette so you can't see that he's like actually mm. there's like a rope around his neck um uh, and it's not intended to be as bloody as it is in the in the film, but like obviously, like if I were a six year old and I saw Peter Rabbit uh, with a rope around his neck, I would freak out a little bit. Um, as for like, yeah, God, I wish we'd see more, like especially like traditional animation. Like I realize that for the world has maybe moved on from like hand drawn animation cells and hand painted backgrounds and things like that. Um, it's why it takes so long to get a season of the Venture Brothers. Um, but like, I, I, you know, I'm not sure. I can't recall if I said anything about the animation at the beginning of this. Um, but the more I think about the movie, the more I'm like, man, I hope it was complimentary because there were some, there were some moments in here that really like were like moody and like scary. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. it really I like, animation is great. Really powerful. Um, yeah, like the character design is a little rough, but also like they're rabbits. Like, I'm, it reminds me of one of the main one of the big criticisms of um, of the the John Favreau Lion King like reimagining or whatever, where it's like ultra realistic. One of the criticisms is, well, the the characters are now because they look so much like animals, they can't emote very well. Mm -hmm. Um, which is kind of a problem that this faces, even though it's on like a different level. But at the same time, like I don't know when, when this, when this, the seer rabbit. What's the seer rabbit's name? Fiverr. Uh, Fiverr. When Fiverr has like oh, their like, like you know, dead zone like freakout moments. Um, those were really cool. I was like, mm -hmm. oh man, that rabbit's having having an episode, like really freaking out. Um, yeah, no, I think I've come around on the animation. I'm not even watching the movie, and I'm like, nope, that was good. <laughs> but even, like, I, the rabbits fighting, I thought was awesome. The rabbits fighting like, was those cool. Those fight scenes were better than they had any right to be. I, I, I appreciated the animation the most when it broke from reality, when it was showing, like, mm -hmm. you know, blood draining from the sun out onto the fields, or when there were, like, hallucinations of ghosts and spirits flying around. Or, like the black rabbit, yeah, like that like, depiction of the black rabbit was yeah, cool as shit. I think, I think yeah. it was black cool rabbit when comes it, when it broke from that. I, I will say, though, that whoever was in charge of drawing and animating the cat looked like they had had a cat described to them but they had never actually seen a cat <laughs> in real life so bad it's a bad cat so it's a really bad cat it was one of the cartoonier aspects of the movie you're like these rabbits look pretty solid but that cat man i don't, I don't know we'll, we'll we'll give the we'll give that to the intern sure we'll yeah, yeah, yeah. Intern. i like this movie a lot see i like and like i think oh go, go ahead. ahead but but i'm also thinking about like 
the reason I think I like this movie so much because I think the book was probably amazing and I need to give the book another try mm-hmm. because I think that every problem that they encountered, the solution was excellent. Like, I actually think the story of this movie was excellent because mm-hmm. I actually was... Because I, when that cat was pounced on there, and I honestly had that moment of like, this looks really dangerous for Hazel. This is really scary. And then the the owner of the cat called the cat, the cat up, and like I don't know, and like I, I, I kept thinking about of, like every the name of the owner was Deus Ex Machina. <laughs> Fuck you. No, that's a good solution. That's a good solution. Fuck you. Yeah. I actually think, no, I actually do not think that's Deus Ex Machina. Like, I think that is a, you, it forces you as a viewer to reestablish your per- perspective and be like, oh shit, that's right. These are animals and at the behest of, of humans. Um, and I think about, like, I don't know, I think that the releasing the dog was an incredibly interesting way to handle that. I don't know. Like, I, I really think, like, all of the, the, the actual narrative of it was fantastic which i'm sure is just richard adams Mm -hmm. like all it definitely okay definitely makes me want to read the book because yeah like i feel i feel like i feel like there's a lot of meat on those bones and you know this was this movie was like shardic I, I certainly will. Um, yeah, you should. Shardik is fucking crazy. This is, uh, yeah, like it's like an hour and a half, like a, a tight hour and a half movie. Um, I feel like there's a lot more like rabbit lore to be uncovered. Like this is me expressing a desire to read all the books in the Elder Scrolls games kind of like feeling where it's like, I feel like there's probably more to this than than just what we're getting in the movie. Um as an aside, I really enjoyed how humans were deployed in the uh, in the in the film. Like overall, like every moment where we had like humans pop up, I was just kind of like, "Oh, there we are!" Like just kind of like distant, distant beings with different motives. You know, like you know, we see their feet. I, so I so I've been thinking about this. I've been looking at these lists of of seventies animation movies, and I think here's here's the thing where I I guess why I appreciate why I, I I'm, I'm coming like the more I thought think about Watership Down, the more I like it. Is it's because it's because it's either all of these Disney movies, and then I was like, oh, but this is kind of like. But then I'm thinking of Heavy Metal, which is eighty one. And then, which I honestly don't like. No, don't uh, that's like, but again, it's too. I'm it's, sorry. It's, it's bad. It's, it's like. Well, I'm sorry. Let me, like, Corey. Let oh, me finish no, this no, thought no. real fast. Because, like, because, because the thing is, is that it's either Disney or fucking heavy metal, and the other one in the '70s is Fritz the Cat, yeah. which is just like Backsheet. fucking over the top, Fritz just like going bad. as much. And that's why I think, honestly, that's what I think of heavy metal too. Is like extremity for extremity's sake. Like this ain't your fucking daughter's <laughs> animated movie. This is heavy metal. Sorry, Corey. Go ahead. Um, but, but and, no, and, but sorry, I was, and I think Watership Down is in the middle of that. But, but I would also say, I like, I appreciate this in the same vein as stuff like heavy metal. Like, I also don't really like heavy metal. I don't think it's a great movie or anything. <laughs> but I, I appreciate its enduring, like, legacy of just being, like, subverting expect like subversive and like dark and sure. weird like and i like that about this movie that it's you know it has this enduring legacy uh it's still very fondly remembered uh and it's a crazy dark movie i uh i gotta disagree with uh i gotta, gotta disagree on the subject of heavy metal I it is hella heavy. I, like, I like the music it is hella like problematic music. in parts but like yes. there are some the 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 animated short with the guys on the freaking bomber where they all become zombies is 
fucking tight. That is some tight animation. It is scary and gross and awesome. And I, I was actually just watching a YouTube video on the making of Fantastic Planet. Um, I, uh, I, I need I need to I've see never that. Seen that. Yeah. Um, the Lord of the Rings, Ralph Bakshi's Lord of the Rings, also mm-hmm. came out uh, in 1978 yes. with this movie. So it was an interesting. That that's that's a movie that is you know barely animated in the way that this is like much animated rotoscoping is not my favorite way of handling things no angela you got any thoughts favorites 70s animations uh it's when uh uh it's when the the robin hood fox robin hood came out no that i just looked that up i just looked that up that actually came up in the wait wait the fight the sword wasn't that the sword in the stone no, that's '80s. I'm talking about the the Robin Hood one. The Robin Hood. That's one. Um, King Arthur is the Sword in the Stone. I do vaguely remember that. What was that one called? I can't uh, remember that one. The Sword in the Stone. Robin? I was thinking Sword in the Stone. Loved that. That was amazing. But that was mm-hmm. the 1960s. That right? was '80s. That was '80s, I think. No, so, wait. Sword in the Stone. I just looked this up. The Disney movie Robin Hood was 1973. Okay. That's a good so, one. So Sword in the Stone was 1963. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Oof, I'm so sorry. Damn. Um, That's a great so movie. Very wrong. I will take both. Of, and I mean, I don't. I'm let, thinking Black Cauldron. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I like that one, too. Um, I don't let my kids watch Disney movies because I think that they give really <laughs> bad messages. Um, so um, we've never been a Disney family. But um, I actually the Disney movies from like Sword in the Stone, Black Cauldron and the other one, the Robin Hood one. I, those I, I liked and were much funnier and more interesting. I feel like such a lame ass because I really did not like Watership Down as a, as a movie. I mean, and I love animation for adults. I think Japan does animation for adults really, really well. Sure. Hell um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, Akira. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, and so I'm just, you know, my overall, I'm, I'm let down. I want to see, out of all the things that could possibly be remade and done better, this is one of those things give it a really good dystopian soundtrack and i'm in like make it have gorillas do it have make it a whole bunch of like british acts they would do an amazing job with this and people would eat it up no we wouldn't this this movie this kind of movie will never get made again because it would have to be like self-aware and quippy and it would need (laughs) like the 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 constraints of movie making in the 21st century demand that an animated movie about rabbits be like super self-aware and have Mm -hmm. like you thought the seagull was annoying now like I know, man. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> damn! It's gonna be fucking Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt's gonna yeah. voice the seagull in this one. Worst Hollywood, Chris. <laughs> um. Yeah. Okay. I. Uh. This has been a great discussion. Is there anyone? Does anyone have anything else they'd like to add before we roll? No. I really love the ending. I thought the ending was really, really beautiful. Just like. Hazel like is old. It's probably like I don't know how long rabbits live, but it's probably been like two years since years. the battle <laughs> of years. yeah. I don't know. Hazel is old and like at the end of his journey, and the black rabbit comes to him and says, "Come and join my shield guard so or whatever." And he's he like, he looks back at his family, and, his harem, and they're like, <laughs> "Don't." And the rabbit's like, "Don't worry, they'll be all right." Like. The- That'll do, Pig. Like, really, (laughs) I really, really enjoyed the ending. It really touched me. Um, I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah, uh, that's all. 
my my last thought though is I did like Corey said I loved the um, origin story animation mm-hmm. like I was when that started I was like oh yeah I can get into this and then the real movie started and I was sad <laughs> because I liked the animation at the beginning and the end I thought it was I liked how it was a more um, it seemed less realistic um, I loved that part so just watch the beginning and and the end and that's all you need really and then read the book. Have you all read, have you all watched The Hobbit, Rankin Bass, The long Hobbit? Long time ago. Yep. Long ass time yeah, ago. Yeah, long, long time God ago. damn, it's so fucking good. It holds up a thousand times. And The Last Unicorn. Sorry, Corey, any last thoughts you have no, on I, this? I think I said my piece. Okay. Uh, well, that leaves us to I, I, I roll, watched it on a projector which... on the wall, and my cat kept attacking oh, that's all fun. the uh, rabbits. <laughs> uh uh, but it looks like a real cat instead of something <laughs> that uh, somebody was described to. Um, okay, well, here on Crit Club, instead of a traditional rating system, uh, because of our Dungeons & Dragons roots, we do things on a D20. So it's 1, 2, 20, with one being Black Moon, and uh, for Angela, at least. Was <laughs> I what? didn't mention I it forget. this time. We I almost gave, got through I a gave. whole thing without me mentioning how horrible Black Moon was, but you just brought it in at the last minute. And I forget time. And I forget the one I gave a 1 to. I don't think I've given a 1 yet. Uh, 1 to 20. Good, good, bad. You all know what that means. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with the order with which I ask people about it. Corey, what are you, what are you rating? What are you rolling for Watership Dance? I'll give it a 9. Uh, it's a little less than halfway oh. in the middle for me. But again, I enjoyed watching it. Hmm. Was there? What about you? How you? How you landed? Oh man! Corey's going to greener pastures. Are mm. you joining that, Warren? <laughs> <sighs> Those rabbits fuck, and I I respect that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Honestly, I feel like in the intro, I came off as like not enjoying it as much as I did, and like I actually I feel like I I enjoyed it a lot more than I was like than I was able to express at the beginning. Um, I'm gonna give it a thirteen. Yeah, I I I I benefit from uh, from being a few ratings deep, so I can like recalibrate. But I think that this is a respectable thirteen. Yeah, Angela, where you landed? Eight. Oh, I give it a gas the rabbits. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm going fifteen on this. Like, I think I'm left with like. And I, and I, I want to make sure I'm clear about, like, my... I think I'm left with a historical sort of context around this. Where, like, just, like, this movie coming out in the 70s... I don't know. They just did their thing. And I think there's a lot of heart and a lot of, like, intention behind this depiction of it. Like, I and I, I respect the hell out of it. And I really think it's... Or maybe I want to do 14. <laughs> Fuck. 15's pretty fucking high. Uh, no. I'm going 15. 15. For me. It's sort of like a 15, right. like a B. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like, right, it's 14.5, but that's shenanigans. We're not doing it. Um, so I'm siding on 15 just for just for historical sake. <clears throat> well, thank you all so much for, for talking Watership Down with me. Uh, this was great. I'm really glad we had a little, bit of a, a little bit of an animated feature within this. Our next week's pick lays, upon, lays heavily upon Angela's shoulders. <laughs> Angela, what are we watching? Next week. Uh, next week, we're taking another stab at uh, the oeuvre of uh, actress Juliette Binoche um, oh, yeah. with director Olivier Assayas um, with the film Summer Hours. 
And um, in this film, Juliette and her siblings um, have to cope with uh, the aftermath of their parents' death and figuring out what to do with all the things that they inherit. Um, and somehow, magically, all of these Juliette Binoche movies seem to pattern after my life, and I don't realize it until after I read the description, because um, I've been clearing out my grandmother's house, and that's been interesting. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to see another Juliette Binoche movie. Now, keep in mind, I was not going to choose a Juliette Binoche film, because I was like, how many times do we need to see white ladies in cinema? Um, but... Uh, Peter had already seen the one um, that I had thought about before, and I can't remember the name of it. What is it called? Because oh. I, w- I want to shout it out, because I'm honestly it... annoyed at my... I, I really wish we could have watched that as a group, because that movie like, was beautiful. I feel like, did you beautiful. ask us if we were going to watch that at some point, and then you did watch it, or was that a different film? I watched it last year. Losing Ground is what it's Losing called. Losing Ground by filmmaker Kathleen Collins. It's an uh, early 1980s um, movie uh, from a African-American woman. Uh, and it's sh- like I wanted to pick it because like I wanted to see kind of a romantic film um, about black people um, not in this particular era and I saw it and I was like oh this is so pretty um, but instead it's so it's a beautiful small drama I would really recommend losing ground and I'm sorry that I kept us from watching it because I saw it last year I but might summer hours summer hours is our next film I might watch losing ground <clears throat> as a what you're watching for next week so yeah. if you feel like watching it listeners um, watch it Ooh, on bonus. Criterion Channel, <laughs> and it can be a little bonus thing that just you and I share together. Um, Wait, so Angela, can I ask you, so what is, so is this, how many Juliet Binoche movies? This is, this is only our second, right? I think or? this is our second. I think it's our second. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think this is yes. our two. But you and I had watched separately oh, yeah. um, that We've other one, tons. the Italian one. Um, uh, um, certified copy. That's the Copi one. Copi we oui, say so. Uh, and a fucking um, wonderful movie, but it's it, by an Iranian director. That was um, uh, I forget his name. I forget his name. I think it's actually a woman, but I might be wrong. But so I am. I have another. There's Ronde. Kiristami. That's Abbas oh, Kiristami. Is the Iranian director. He's fucking awesome. Sorry. Um, there's also Code Unknown with Juliette Binoche and Rendezvous. So you know, we'll, we'll take our we time. I just this. figured it yeah. was a kindness because otherwise. I was going to choose Jean Renoir's Elena and Her Men, which is a period drama that's set in France. <laughs> and I was just like, I can't do that to you guys. <laughs> I'll watch whatever. Okay, y'all. I'll watch whatever. I yeah. want, yeah, I no, want we're watching Summer happy. Hours. Julia Pinochet. No, it's cool. going to be great. So, I'm excited. Summer Hours for is, uh, is also in the Criterion Collection and is number 513. Thank Very you, Corey. Nice. Because uh, not all of every movie on the Criterion Channel is in the Criterion Collection. <laughs> which, all of this brings us to our last feature, which is, of course, what are you watching? And let's go in the order that we did, we've been going in. Corey, what are you watching? Um, so, <laughs> I, I think we should probably, because we've had a little bit of a break, I'm going to limit it to, like, kind of recently. Uh, and well, so, well, don't tell. <laughs> don't, don't, peel, don't pull, don't back, pull the back the curtain too much. Um... I recently played through Firewatch, uh, which had been sitting in my backlog for a long time. Uh, I finally just got around to, like, I have Sunday off. I'm going to download this game and play through it. And it was pretty good. Um, I think the the plot in it was a little odd or whatever, but the, like, moment-to-moment, like, writing and dialogue and stuff was just absolutely delightful. I was long-time fans of the Idle Thumbs podcast, and I, you know, really... Uh, liked listening to those guys and stuff, and so this was their their game uh, from Campo Santo. I, I think they've now been acquired by I think Valve, um, and they're working Valve. they're they're working on other stuff now, which is sad. I would love to see another game from that team, um, 
but uh, yeah, it was it was fun. It was a fun little delightful little thing. And then I, I started up. What did you think of that ending? Sorry, what did you think of that ending? Um, did you did it land? It didn't no, land. For yeah, me. I, mean, the whole, I was like doing something else, and I was like, oh, this. Yeah, ending the is whole happening. story, like basically, and then the ending and all that stuff. I was just kind of like, this isn't why I was here. Um, yeah, because it was, it was uh, odd. Yeah. The whole thing was just kind of like odd, and I'm like, yeah. is this what I'm doing? Is this like? Okay. Uh, yeah. No. I felt like I played it wrong or somehow, but like it didn't. I was like, oh, is this what was yeah. okay? I guess this is the ending. Yeah, Sorry. I, I, don't, I don't think that part of it was particularly the strongest part, but the the moment to. But I enjoyed the moment, the moment to, moment, to moment. moment. Like writing I agree with you and about the, dialogue was lovely. Yeah, the, the interaction between the two like main characters was really good. Um, and I was I was along for the ride for that, and it was a short game, like maybe six hours or something like that. Yeah. Um, Chris, I want you to perk up because if you haven't played <laughs> this game okay i only played one session of it and i'm like i i, I can't i can't with this because th this is a big game it's wizard it's, is perked it's like up 50 Blue hours Stars. long at least um it is disco elysium have you oh man yeah. i love disco elysium oh, so although played it i want to play it. see i oh, say I that but then i'm like well i haven't beaten it i'm pretty okay. sure i haven't gotten very far into it as soon as i started playing it i was like this is a game for wizard as far as i know so <laughs> like it is uh absolute insanity um you it is a it's a very it's a it's a role-playing adventure game and you're just basically walking from room to room and as far as i can tell that you're this like drunken like detective guy and you're only really trying to solve like one murder but everything is insane about this you can't walk through the room without having some sort of insane thing about like all the different voices there's like at least five or six or seven different voices in your head that are all talking to you about different stuff and it's just like terrifying i played one session of it and i'm like i need to take a break from this because it is like it is really affecting me on some sort of crazy level i'm sure when i have some time uh, i'm going to dig into this game and it is going to be amazing and i'm looking forward to playing more of it but like i'm just like i'm i I mean, I think the closest thing I can say that I've played to it is probably, like, Planescape Torment. Um, yeah, it, it it's very, to... like, it's a talky RPG. Yeah. Um, but other other than that, I haven't really ever played a game like this, but I don't know. Yeah, it just recently came to play, because like, it, it was only on PC when it released, and it was on PC, only on PC for a long time. Uh, and I, I've meant to play it, for, I've wanted to play it forever, and I think it, like, just over the summer, it came to PlayStation finally, and so I just haven't picked it up yet. I've wanted to play it for a long time. Yeah, I should pick that up again. It's, like, it's really, like, sitting down to, like, play a book, yeah. you know? Yeah, um, it's a thick book. It seems like it's, it's going to be, like, thick a book. big, big book. <laughs> yeah. Wizard, what are you, what are you watching? Well, speaking of very thick books, uh, I just watched a THICC. I just watched a uh, a portion of a very thick book uh, called Dune. Um, you know, uh, what did you think of Dune? I really liked Dune. I really had a great time watching Dune. Um, Can't believe how much I loved it. I I was so pleasantly surprised. Um, you know, I think one of my favorite takeaways from Dune uh, is like how the whole thing looked. Like, you know, it was one of those. You know, it was one of those movies. Um, another movie I saw fairly recently uh, was The Green Knight, which was also a movie that I really, really loved and recommend people good see. Movie, um, but it's both a lovely movie, definitely. Both of those movies, I came out of the theater and I was like, you know, it's 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 hard to it's hard these days to walk out of a movie and be like. Yeah, I haven't really seen something like that before. Um, 
Like, there's not a drop of, like, Star Wars or, or Avengers or, like, Marvel movie in Dune, um, which is so refreshing and so, like, cool. Like, art design is this just, like, incredible, like, space goth freaking, like, I can't even begin to describe, like, just the awesome sense of scale that this movie has about itself. Um, yeah, I mean... Big Dune fan, so like I have like book related quibbles, but like nothing other than the total lack of water discipline. Um, I have no like real, real beef with. Um, so, but you say that it's um, I, I, I'm not a Dune fan, I, I don't follow it. Um, but you said it's only a portion, is it it's not the whole book, or oh, yeah, it's like half the first book, yeah, it's about half so of, they're the, gonna make of the first book, sort yeah. of. It's actually it's a bit of a sixty like percent. It's a bit of a it's a bit of a uh, a bit of a trick on the audience because the marketing for the film is Dune. Go see Dune. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Dune. 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 And then the first that you sit it's down, you sit down, and the first thing you see is Dune Part One. You're like, wait it's a second. Is it in the trailer? Is it in the trailer? The trailer though. I wonder if mm-hmm. it's in the yeah. trailer. Okay. It is because this because yeah. sitting at, sitting down to watch Dune was the first time that even though I was like yeah obviously it's going to be part one of like a series of movies two perhaps three depending on how things go um, it was the first that I had seen uh, like as far as acknowledgement on the part of the movie that yes this is just the first part of Dune um, yeah because there were there were yeah we, we whenever maybe it wasn't like every trailer but it definitely was before this that they said part one okay. because it seemed very presumptuous of them to be like oh you really you think uh, you you think you got this in the bag like david lynch uh, famously surpri- failed to adapt dune into one very long movie so See, i don't I, know why they tried know, that again i didn't know that at all until you told me so oh, oh yeah some of our friends saying they're gonna go first movie. and all that stuff i had no idea it was gonna be a multi-part it's a, I was stunned about how much I enjoyed it. Like I I uh, I knew it was gonna look cool because I really liked Denis Villeneuve. Like I really love honestly I love all of his movies. Mm-hmm. Blade Runner was my least favorite, mm-hmm. um, and so I was kind of prepared to be disappointed. I knew it would look cool, um, and I knew it would be a little stupid. Um, and the and he tricked me. It was way less stupid than it than it I thought it was going to be. Definitely. And I that. think there was I I think it had a ton of heart into it. I think that. Uh, there are so many moments built in and character actions and side things that happen that really make the world feel enormously cared about and fleshed out in a way that very, very, very few uh, space operas, science fiction movies sort of take the time to do. Uh, my quibbles aren't book quibbles, um, uh, but I would love to discuss them at length with you. And we could we could probably do a, a separate episode of the podcast entirely. Wait, but, but Corey, you haven't ever read the book? No. Or heard the book because no. it's re- like I, I feel like the you would David Lynch movie enjoy it. forever ago. Um, uh-huh. I think when I was a teenager, but that's uh-huh. I, I don't really remember much of it. I it's read book. the book in my Just early twenties. It. it was transformative. It's mm-hmm. it's like it's worth. Re- I feel like you would get a lot out of mm-hmm. it. Just in terms of like, um, it, it hues to a lot of themes that are important to you. Interesting. Okay. But uh, but yeah, uh, you know that's a strong recommend. Go see Dune. Uh, go see The Green Knight, which is a much 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 smaller film, um, but no less like so epic in in presentation and yeah, it is beautiful. Really really beautiful. Like pure visual poetry. Uh, Dev Patel is amazing in that movie. Like really, he carries the movie like for the most part. Um, yeah, yeah, really really excellent. Like crumbling uh, King Arthur story. Really loved it. Um, but those are the two big ones, yeah. Um, 
There's more to say about Dune, but we we don't have time for Angela. that. Angela, what what are you watching? I'm watching a bunch of stuff. Um, lately, yeah. until now, I was watching the baseball playoffs. Um, like because I love mm -hmm. baseball pants and I am a baseball romantic, <laughs> and all I want is a nice baseball boyfriend who will go to baseball games with me. It'll happen one of these days. Um, and unfortunately, none of the teams I care about ended up in the World Series. And in I'm fact, sorry. the teams I hate the most are in the World Series. Um, so I'm not watching it. But I did get some delicious, satisfying World Series flavor when the Boston Red Sox beat the Yankees in the wild card game. It was a cliffhanger of a game. Oh, so satisfying. Like, I haven't... Like, there's a satisfaction, like, in the extent to which I yell and scream at the end of a game when the Red Sox have beat the Yankees that I had not felt in quite some time. Um, so, you know, not all was lost in this playoff season. Um, I'm looking forward <laughs> to hopefully the A's getting full approval of Howard Terminal. And thanks to some clarification from the Oakland City Council, I might actually renew my season tickets next year. So I'm looking forward to that. I am also, um, I have gone into a permaculture wormhole um, because I'm realizing with two young kids, like, I need to have a better answer than, yeah, that, you know, the earth's falling apart, um, and that's just kind of what we're dealing with right now. Um, and so um, I've discovered this woman, and I haven't fully vetted her. Like, for all I know, she's like an anti-vaxxer. I don't know what side of the battle is on but she's produced a couple really good documentaries um and she's uh, has a youtube channel her name is kirsten dirksen um and her website is faircompanies.com um and the first documentary i saw was about an intentional community in portland um that is completely permaculture like everything from composting toilets all the way to like planting and growing your own food and catching all the rainwater and I just find that fascinating um, in terms of like is that uh, a way that I should be gearing my kids to live so that um, when things start falling apart as we see in these movies because um, I also watched what um, only lovers left alive and it really kind of made me think about how much we're all going to be at each other's throats sooner than we think um, literally so, in their case yeah right Ding, ding, ding. So I've been watching. So there was um, a thing that she did about that Portland intentional community. That's Kirsten Dixon. And then another one about a um, permaculture farm um, in Viola, uh, Wisconsin, where this guy just like bought a huge plot of land and started uh, planting hazelnut bushes and trees and just explained how he hardly he never uses any fertilizer. You know, he breeds his trees to work in the environment that they're in and it's just a whole way of thinking about food production that I hadn't really considered before um so I recommend you know faircompanies.com um holler at me if it turns out they're a bunch of you know crazy anti-vaxxer wackadoos um but I'm not <laughs> yeah. seeing that so far you never know these days you, know. you just don't know I'm like you yeah. just don't know you just don't know um and as I mentioned I watched Only Lovers Left Alive and I uh I'm, that's my new favorite movie that I put on in the background of all the things, like just the atmosphere, the story, the characters, all of it just resonates in me um, so delightfully and deliciously and sadly all at the same time. Um, if you haven't watched it um, right now, it's on the Criterion channel. Um, yeah, they have a bunch of Jim huge, stuff right now, don't they? Right. Mm -hmm. Oh, Jim cool. We should watch one of those. I haven't watched nearly as much as I've wanted to. Well, I guess we started this with an unrecorded. Mm -hmm. We started Jim Jarmusch down by law, yeah. 
Episode and, zero that we never recorded. And that is actually in that collection. Um, another Jim Jarmusch movie that I adore is Dead Man, um, which if you guys haven't watched. Johnny, Johnny Depp. Depp. So good. I love, a I book, actually. A short guys, book, right? I read that, I think, in college. I didn't read the short book, but I was obsessed with Westerns. I, mm. I A large portion of my film writing in college was about Western cinema. Um, and this one's one of my all-time faves. Um, Please reach out to us if if Johnny Depp is a bad man. Oh wait, Patty Smith <laughs> has been running to Johnny Depp's defense, um, and Patty oh, Smith oof. is someone that I really she's like m- my hero pretty much. Um, and if you haven't ever read Just Kids. Um, please read that. It's it's really about making a commitment to art, and it's one of the most beautiful things I've ever read. I sobbed when I finished reading it because I didn't want it to end. Um, but if Patty Smith says that Johnny Depp is okay, I feel like I can rely on that. Um, but anyway, that's uh, okay. everything. Okay, wait, wait, no, go for it. If I'm being an what? asshole, please. No, me. I mean, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I respect you a lot, Angela. I don't know Patty Smith, so I don't know if I'm going to respect her. I'm I'm gonna stay clear, steer clear of Johnny Depp as much as possible because he seems like a really bad dude. I think it's worth pointing out that Patty Smith has known Johnny Depp since he was like a wee lad. I think they've got some, they have some like familial connections or something like that. So it's, it's you know, sure. I her, also think that there's that there there is court testimony that that kind of <laughs> on the record, <laughs> under oath, that kind of uh, I don't know. He's paid. It's fine. We don't have to. Get I, I'm pleading ignorance of the whole thing. I just don't follow it. People are going to come for us. They're going to be like, Johnny Depp's the best. How dare you? I don't know. Yeah. I'm like, I. It's a hard thing to be in this this world right now where um, I'm not a judge or a jury, and I believe what women say, and I believe also that. Um, the world is dynamic and we don't always have all of this. Like, I don't, I'm not a, I'm not God. I don't know all the things. And so, um, it's ha- It's a very hard thing to, I mean, yeah, maybe forget dead man. Like maybe we should never. No, 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 no. I'll, I'll watch it. No, I'm not going to. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, I'm not going to watch, I'm not going to not watch anymore. things. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, I mean, no, I'm a person yeah. who has also been, you know, in abusive situations and have also, like, been threatened by by women. So, you know, um, I, you know, I just think that, you know, I don't know the whole story. and But I still sure. believe what I'm hearing. But sometimes, we, you know, I don't know. I don't know, people. Um, like, I don't listen to Louis C.K. either. But, you know, it's hard to live in this world sure. right now. I'm glad you're finding the joy in the things that you watch, though. I'm glad that Only Lovers Left Alive is bringing you joy despite the fact. I, that I think I might watch this tonight. I'm like looking it up. I'm like, this looks interesting. It's, it's good. Oh, it's I've good. never watched. It. I meant to watch it forever. I just feel like I've never been in the mood to watch it. It's one no, of the sexy or sexy vampire yet? films. It is okay. Yeah, wait, it's I've, sexy. Like, I almost, I almost like nauseous. bought tickets. To the, yeah. Yeah, it's not especially. Know, it also like, seems. Oh. It also seems. It also seemed really sad to me. It always seemed really sad to oh, me. Oh, it's sad, but in a delightful. Oh man, I don't like. <laughs> I know I'd like it. I know I'd like it. I've always just felt like I I don't know if I can handle that, if I've got the emotional energy to handle that. No, sadness. Like I felt exactly the same way, and this is why I only watched it like a few days ago. I have been studiously okay. avoiding because I'm like, you know, what if this That's is too sad? And I finally watched but it. I do like Jim Jarmusch a lot. I don't. Yeah, I do like Jim Jarmusch a lot. I don't. A lot. From what I've seen cast. him, but but I, I'm interested in giving it another try for a vampire story. I don't know, Corey. I will say you don't like atmospheric. You like heavy plot films. Yeah. Um, I don't yeah, know that Jim Jarmusch will, does not do that. That he does not <laughs> do that. Um, 
but I think it's beautiful in the way that it uses uh, Midwestern, crumbling Midwestern hey, imagery. John Hurt's in it. John in Detroit, baby. John, and John Hurt, John Hurt. Is, and is gorgeous. Right. Oh. Never get enough John Hurt. Um, I don't know. I think it's delightful. I'd be interested to hear what you have to say. Maybe next week's What You Watch. Uh, and, and I'm sorry, Peter, before we get to you, you Angela did remind me uh, when she said that everyone's at, their th- at each other's throats. I watched Squid Game. I hope you all have watched Squid Game. Angela, I you should not watch seen Game. Squid Game. I'm not watching. Do you know my kids? Have, Nate has watched Squid Game. He loves it. <laughs> Peter, not? But... Yeah, I watched okay. Squid Game. I think uh, here, here's my here's my quick rundown sentence, or like two sentences on Squid Game, is I think the B and the C plots, all of them, and there's a lot of them, None of them have good or satisfactory resolutions, but the A plot in that movie is mm, top notch. Mm, great. <laughs> I was going to, uh, I was going to briefly mention. I was going to briefly skip over that I'd watched Squid mm-hmm. Game as my as that's what I think of Squid Game. <laughs> like I think it's, it's a good one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, and by those I mean. Korean trauma thrillers, um, but I've seen a lot better ones uh, of those. But I don't know. Like, but I, I think my, my thing with Squid Game, it was fine. I enjoyed it. I watched it all very quickly. It was all very uh, snackable um, and interesting sometimes. God, I kept wanting to edit it so much because I felt like it wasted so much time. Uh, and I, it felt very algorithmic. Like, it felt very much like... Because Netflix did have a huge hand in its development. And it felt like it was very much, like, developing it towards the most broadest amount of people as possible. And I and I felt that. And that made me feel dislike it a lot more. Like, I think it's fine. C plus, B minus. It's fine. I, I love an old boy. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it reminded me of, like, a... It reminded me of, like, a... Because the spirit of it, it's, they're very different plots. But it's, like, the spirit of it is just, like, a... Oh. Of old you wanted to tell a Hunger Games old boy, yeah. that's Battle fine. Royale or something. Ooh. Yeah, um, but no, it's 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 so like I'm honestly like my my larger thing on Squid Game is I'm glad that it's getting as much. I'm glad people like it as much as they do. Like that's where I'm left with it is because hell yeah, we need more international art in in every culture. International and, and also overtly anti-capitalist. I mean, the creator is just very anti-capitalist. He said that this is a his treatise against capitalism. Like I'm. All for having that. But I mean, but yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, and if this is what it takes, sure. I would also point people to Parasite, uh, a much better Korean anti-capitalist take. Do you ever see Parasite? Yeah, yeah, Corey? Parasite's really good. Oh yeah, hell yeah. Um, but yeah, Squid Game's fine. Uh, what I've been watching, besides Squid Game, I don't know. It's been some of the most stressful uh month and a half of my life not in bad ways but just uh, just stressful impactful um and so i've watched tons i watched the second season of ted lasso i watched squid game i watched dune i'm watching succession um, i don't know what ted but, lasso is but i see it all over the place oh god the second season was so terrible like the the bad feeling i got of of algorithmic feeling of squid game uh almost made me dislike the first season of Test Lasso and the second season of Test Lasso is like this is just feel good porn like I just hate it like it's just like so developed it's so overly wrought to me people love it I'm glad they like it I don't want to talk about any of those I don't want to talk about any of this I want to talk about one word I want to talk about one word and that word is the that word is old 
about a <laughs> M Night Shyamalan's <laughs> old. M Night Shyamalan. No. I want to watch. I want to talk about old. Okay, let's talk about, about old. A beach. It's a movie about a beach that makes you old. Wizard, have you seen old? Yet? You know, I haven't seen old um, because my my understanding is that it's about a beach that makes you old. And I gotta tell you, that's that's I'm, not. I'm that's getting not, a lot of feedback that's not on the movie. My Pete, microphone being too very. Peter and I met up um, uh, in a uh, hotel in Berlin. It's not as seedy as it sounds. Um, because it sounds fucking was, seedy. We recorded a station to station. Two thirds of the way through watching old, and I watched the last third of it. That's incorrect. I mean, I would no. I was two thirds of the way watching old for the, oh, for second, the second time. Right. Okay, yeah, okay. Um, and so I watched the last third of it. Um, I feel like I could talk about the entire movie let me, just by seeing the last. Wait, third let me let me let me say my piece sure. about it though. The reason I want to talk about old about the beach that makes you old, and the reason I want to like tell Wizard to watch old is because it is tremendously terrible. Yeah. It is so bad oh. that it is it it flips it all back around. Like and and M Night Shyamalan's made bad movies. I've I've seen all of his movies. He's made bad movies in the past. Nothing comes close to this level of sheer just horrendousness. It is so fucking stupid in so am- so many amazing ways that I just I I watched it 3 times. You maybe I forgot that I watched it like I watched it 3 times in the span of a week cuz I'm like oh, Peter, let's just watch old come again. on. I cannot believe how bad it is in every single way. All it right. is so wonderful. I've, it is I've wonderful. made a note to watch old, but I'm not going to pay for it if I can help it and uh... <laughs> No, no, no. Oh no, I didn't. No. <laughs> I definitely didn't pay for I it. Just, I, and it's like, it's fun. Like, I, I've been proselytizing this, and finally some people that I've been proselytizing about have started watching it. They've been very careful because I don't want to oversell it. And people are coming back to me like, oh, yeah, this is fucking insane. And I'm like, yes, I, it is so bad. It's, I just feel like with, with M. Night Shyamalan, we're experiencing a man who just, like, slowly loses respect for his audience mm-hmm. out of, like, like... He seems to have this vision of himself as a great storyteller and like a a, a a guy who's got his finger on the pulse of what's like thrilling and scary. And he keeps putting stuff out that makes people go, I don't, I'm not, I'm not into this, man. Like, what are you doing? Old? Maybe I should talk about other people giving it. Yeah, I don't know how people keep giving him money. I just, I hate his fucking guts so much. I, I have hated every single thing he's ever done that I've ever seen. I think he's a complete garbage of an artist. And old was beautiful, and I saw the last third of it, and I want to see the whole thing now because it was so phenomenally bad. Um, Corey, you would love I just it want, so I just, much. I just want him to fail. I want him to fail more, like business-wise. But he has. This, no, this is I'm, like, like artistically, I, 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 I will career has been like kind of like defend three of his movies. Out of the gate, he has failed from the beginning. But like, I want him to fail like financially. I want him so to like. Good have to like struggle to pay his bills because you know he he's just <laughs> making such bad movies I'm telling you. like but like and this is my and like okay so this is my judgment sense and, and we're running really late <laughs> we're really long so we can stop anytime but like my judgment sense is like if a if a person came to me I'm not Chavalon or someone else if a person came to me seeking financing for a movie and they said it's called old and it's about a beach that makes you old I'm gonna give them money uh, just for the sake of sheer audacity of like what I don't give a shit. How did yeah, you even get in here? How that. did you get past security? <laughs> like, <laughs> come on! It's a beach that uh, makes you old. 
I've, I've seen and read a lot of things that have made me very happy uh, and I thought, I thought were very good works of art uh, and I really wanted to highlight uh, old in this space. Um, so thank you all for listening to me. Crick Club versus M. Night Shyamalan, especially old. It's so good. It's so fucking stupid. Okay, I think that's going to do it. We've run really long. It's um, a long and one. We need to, we, yeah, but, but it's fine. This has been a great conversation, and I really appreciate you all talking uh, Watership Down with me. Um, I, you can reach us on our email at critclubcast at gmail.com to let us know your thoughts, your opinions, movies you think we should watch, movies you think we should stop watching. Is Patty Smith right about old? Johnny Depp? Or? That's a good question. Yeah. Is Dune, uh, are Dune characters irresponsible with their water? Uh, Deeply usage? irresponsible. Is old secretly amazing? It's not. <laughs> about the, email in about the old baby scene. Oh, uh, God. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. Um, Terrible. Regardless of all of that, you don't. we're also on Twitter at CritClubCast. Um, and you can join us next, next week where we will be watching what, Angela? We'll be watching Summer House. Is that what it's called? Hours. I hours. Summer Hours. Summer Hours. And then... Um, I'll say yes. Yes. So, and then I will watch I'll Losing yes. Ground so I can talk about it with Peter next week if you want to watch any of that stuff too, just to follow b- 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 along. Bonus. Bonus. Love it. Everyone loves a bone. Um, yes. Great. Well, and that's going to do it to us. Send us, let us, send us love. Watch the movie with us and keep up with us at Crypt Club. Uh, thank you, Angela. Thank you, Wizard. Thank you, Corey. Thanks for, uh, we're going to go back to bounding through the verdant fields of the English countryside. Thank you all. Bye. 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 Bye.